0: to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and all fans of All Elite Wrestling, and welcome to episode 19. Soon we're going to have two Sean Spears next week. In uh, <laughs> episode 19 of uh, Crossom Wrestling Entertainment, we are here to talk all things AEW Dynamite, joined today by Tyler Bard, as usual, and our good friend Dylan bracha And just a sneak peek, next week we will have Kyle Torres on as what we'll call our Impact Specialist, and you'll know why if you watch. <laughs> this episode or at the end of this episode, we'll be get through all the action. Winter, oh, oh yes. Winter has come and gone.
0: Winter has come in the name of Sting, baby! Let's go. Oh my god. Oh god. Noah. I just before I know we're gonna get to it, but there was just nothing like a surprise. And if you remember last week or two weeks ago, I had scolded Tony Khan because he was telling us about all the guys who are going to get these big pushes. And I was like, please shut up. Please don't tell us. We don't, we don't want to know these things. And then all of a sudden the music, the lights drop, the music hits. No one knows who it is. And then suddenly crow and then sting. And, I have not jumped out of my seat in a long time and I leapt up. I texted Dylan. I texted Noah. I texted Joe. I texted Kyle. Uh, And Noah was in the middle of a class and was not watching at the time. I go, turn your damn TV on. Oh man. (laughs) And he did. And he texted me back with like the shocked face. I'm like, yeah, man, this is amazing. Sting is officially all elite. Yes. Um, man, anyways, it's you were saying
1: <laughs> no, it's amazing and we'll definitely get to that sting part. We'll have uh, Joe on actually, who's going to talk a little bit about how he feels with sting being back, being a big fan of sting years ago. Right. When Joe was a young wrestling fan, now he's a young at heart, ages ago. Let's not age Joe now. Still has a beautiful head of hair that man. Oh yes. Number one, number one in yes. the company. I would say, I, I agree. I believe right, Trevor
0: that's right trevor
1: number one that's right frank all right <laughs> the action uh kicked off on last week's episode of aw dynamite with the dynamite diamond battle royale yes welcome to the podcast there my friend uh the dynamite diamond battle royale kicked off this week's show uh the two remaining competitors to fight for next week's uh, on next week's show for the dynamite diamond ring a beautiful diamond ring as you see there on your screen for our overt visual watchers
0: yeah i'm sorry yeah. we missed that last week we had thought only one person yes. was going to win uh and it was actually going to be the two remaining competitors at the end of the bout which uh i like let's do it that was awesome yeah. yeah did anyone else also not catch that when they started the sh- the match when the bell rang i'm like why Why did the, what happened?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, So competitors included Miro, Hangman Page, John Silver, Scorpio Sky, Sean Spears, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, Kip Sabian, Matt Seidel. Thank God Matt said didn't have to have an entrance this night. Uh, Sir Sir Pentico, Jungle Boy, Luther, Alex Reynolds, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara, Joey Janela, Lee Johnson, MJF, and Wardlow. Spears earned a um, earned a measure of revenge from the casino battle royale, eliminating Seidel in a nice uh, callback of sorts. Sky eliminated Spears to continue their rivalry, much to the dismay of Tully Blanchard. Hardy eliminated Cassidy, uh, unknown, unannounced to Quinn. Spears already eliminated. Blasted- Which, by the way,
0: that was huge, Noah. Um, oh yes. I- that is a massive move because if, if people aren't completely, they haven't showed it a lot lately, but the uh, private party is like Matt Hardy's hype squad. Like they're always there to help out Matt Hardy when he needs help. And for him to just turn on them like that, all mm-hmm. of a sudden that was big. And then not even like Quen didn't notice. And he just played it off. Like, Hey buddy. I was like, Oh, this is, I, this is a side of Matt Hardy. We haven't seen in a while. Right.
1: Yes, absolutely. Spears already eliminated, blasted Sky with a cheap shot, courtesy of a steel slug, and led to his rival's departure. Hardy and Quinn worked together to eliminate Silver and Reynolds in a cool spot that plays up Evil Uno's uh, invitation to Paige from last week. Dark Order saved him. Hardy dumped Paige moments later, though. Cassidy, which, okay, was anybody a little surprised of how quick Paige was just uh, dismissed in this match?
2: Very surprised.
1: Yeah, did not expect it to go that way at all. And, and it wasn't even like it was much of a fight. He was just eliminated. He left like it was just another person leaving. Like Hangman hey Page, to me, is a much bigger star than someone who would get eliminated in the opening match uh, of a show. And that opening match is a battle royale. And, and, and he just got eliminated and left like nothing happened.
0: Yeah. But you know what? I, I wouldn't say nothing happened. We did get more storyline uh, with the Dark Order uh and, you know they saved him and then he once again helped matt hardy get that heel story running with eliminating him uh so i don't think it was nothing i think he was there as a massive piece to uh push some other of the uh superstars who might have been on the b or c tier
2: okay okay also let's not forget how the dark order works they make sure you know you're losing all the time you join us now you start uh... winning that's another thing that you might pick up in there
0: yes this is actually my friend here mr kind internet boy he's uh, one of the channels i mod on twitch everybody go check him out on twitch it's kind internet boy he will have you uh laughing all night long so uh julian feel free to share your next twitch uh stream with us we'll we'll plug it for you
1: for sure for sure and back to the action here cassidy eliminated sabian and paid immediately as Miro attacked him on the floor sending him into the steel post though neither man had been eliminated. The eliminations of Hardy and Quinn brought the fight uh, to the inner circles, MJF, Wardlow, and Guevara, Miro, and Jungle Boy. The united front of the inner circle dumped the previously unstoppable Bulgarian brute before setting their sights on Jungle Boy. The Spanish god battled with young Jack Perry until MJF conveniently shoved them to the arena floor. Wardlow warned MJF that Cassidy was never actually eliminated, which this part here was brilliant, like classic heel being like, yay, it's just me and the guy who's going to yeah. eliminate, you know, like he's going to let me win, I'm going to get the ring. Think MJF thinking that Wardlow was just going to take the die for him if they were the final two. Um, Wardlow's like, nah, brah, like Cassidy's still here. The heroes brought Flushy Squeeze back into the ranch, and Cassidy knocked both men with orange punches, which were flush, by the way. <laughs> before dump- <laughs> I knew he was going gonna- <laughs> to disappointed in that uh before dumping Wardlow the final two com- uh, combatants in the match Cassidy and MJF will meet the next week's show for the $50,000 dynamite diamond ring I'm excited to see OC take on MJF for the battle of the acronyms here to see who gets the ring Tyler, what'd you think of this opening match?
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, This definitely started off the night with a bang. There weren't that many, you know, every time there's a battle royal, there's always those little like moments where like guys mess up or they botch or they, you know, throw themselves over the top rope. Uh, There didn't feel like a lot of that in this uh, and the, especially the ending. The ending was really well done uh, Mm -hmm. with Orange Cassidy. And, you know, usually when someone's left on the outside, we're left with that, that same moment every time where they forget about that guy and he comes in and eliminates someone to win the match behind their backs, um, which honestly I kind of was hoping that was going to happen. So he could throw MJF over and my prediction would be correct <laughs> in uh, Wardlow winning. And it, it, let me tell you, when Wardlow got eliminated as the final three, I was like, damn it. They're going to grind yeah. me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would honestly, this is not, it's not a five-star match, but I'd put it in between a four and a five-star. It was
1: very entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Dylan, what'd you think, my friend?
2: Uh, I'm a big fan of Battle Royals, period. I like Same here. literally, yeah. Anytime they happen, I'm interested. And the Dynamite Diamond, that's a very fun concept and I'm I'm hoping it sticks with MJF a little longer. I like the match. I was fun. They tease more storylines. They dug a little deeper with some with Matt Hardy and all them. I think it's gonna be very fun to see where they go with this.
1: Yeah. absolutely, And I agree. It was a fun match. You know, it wasn't the best, but it was a great way to open the show. I like who won. I like the fact that we're going to get Orange Cassidy and MJF. I think MJF yeah. takes himself very seriously. And, you great know, Orange Cassidy match. doesn't. So that's going to be fun to see those two personalities clashing. Um, uh, let's quickly speed round. Who's winning that match, MJF or, or OC? Dylan? MJF. Tyler? Uh, Yeah, MJF. All right, screw it. I'm going OC. I'm going <laughs> to
2: go with my guy. So I, I think
1: it would just be funny as hell if Orange Cassidy won that because it really makes zero sense, zero sense. <laughs> for him to have that ring. Like he would. And the best part would be, like, MJF, if he had it, you know he would walk out there like that, like Cody with his ring. He would show it all the time. He would kiss it. He would probably do a Jerry Lawler with it. Uh, he would probably hand it off to Wardlow to protect in some special box. And you know damn well if OC had that, he would have the ring on and his hands would be in his pocket. And you would never see it. Like they would talk about it, but hopefully they would show like a bulge, like where his where it would be. And like I could just picture OC with that, just being the biggest troll, and it would be amazing. So either way, I think it'll be very entertaining. Uh, i just now i kind of want him to win <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be amazing though like he has it and they're like oh see you run the ring he's like oh this and he just puts his hand back in his pocket like who cares like it would just be funny like he would never see it uh but get into our next bout here hold on tyler before you do that oh, i do yes. have something on
0: oh what well, you didn't tell me
1: i have my oh. shirt here as Jericho and Kazarian, two veterans oh, have this patch here. And uh, last week. That's we'll, right. We'll, we'll try to get together on shirts one, one day here. <laughs> um, and I'll let Tyler take this away here for these two veterans.
0: Yeah. Veterans is an understatement they there. Uh, as we could allude to this word a few times tonight, icons, some would say, uh, you know, it was uh, a match that I was kind of looking forward to. They had never met one-on-one in their entire career. Uh, so very much looking forward to this. So, as I said, it was the first time in their storied careers, that SCU's Frankie Kazarian and Le champion Chris Jericho would battle in singles competition. Um the quicker, confident Kazarian took the fight to Jericho early, dropping a leg across his chest on the ring apron. The veteran babyface blasted Ortiz, but Jake Hager provided just enough of a distraction to allow the demo god to deliver a code breaker early. I was like, oh no, is this going to, are they going to put him away like this? But thank, thankfully that wasn't the case. Jericho went on to dominate throughout the commercial break, working over the torso of his opponents uh, while Ortiz taunted Kazarian from the floor. Uh, back from the time out, Kazarian got his knees up and delivered another leg drop for two this time. Kazarian broke out of a flex capacitor for a near fall, both frustrated and firing the baby face up. He applied Jericho's own walls of Jericho, even though, you know, some people are saying, well, it's not the walls unless Jericho does it. But uh, I, I think yeah, for the purpose of it being a Jericho match, it was the walls of Jericho. Um So it led to Ortiz attempting to break up where Hager ordered him back as the inner circle continued to exhibit their disarray. MJF and Wardlow would arrive on the scene coming down the ramp. The former, uh, meaning MJF, was threatening to throw in the towel. Sammy Guevara, however, prevented it. But Jericho saw uh, Sammy holding that towel and nearly fell prey to consecutive roll ups from Kazarian. A last-second Judas Effect allowed their champion to emerge victorious after a hard-fought victory. After the match, though, this is where it got interesting. Guevara and MJF nearly came to blows. Jericho grabbed the mic and laid down an ultimatum that the group has seven days to decide whether they would stay together or break up forever. So, unfortunately, we have some massive issues within within the uh the inner circle and it's saddening because i don't want anything to happen to these guys they are one of the greatest factions in the last few years and i would hate to see them go down like this because otherwise we're never going to get great segments like this anymore (laughs) (laughs) leur dinner debonair would have been for naught and we cannot allow that to happen um, so I hope Sammy Guevara gets his big head out of his ass and lets MJF be the leader of the cronies, all right?
1: <laughs> you know, uh, good match first, right? The action was great. Uh, I agree. It's it's a tough thing to see. You don't know where this is going to go with the inner circle. Who knows? Uh, I, I think I'm going to play off of a, an earlier storyline of a similar group of individuals where they said, bullet club is fine. I'll say inner circle. Yeah, imagine funny. that. It's, this is very similar. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, Frank, I agree. Kazarian is one hell of a wrestler. Indeed, he can go uh, veteran, to, I mean, to say the least, and that's not even close to the uh, being able to describe what that man can do. But, yes, I'll say Inner Circle is fine. They might have some rips. Maybe they'll lose a member or two. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Frank also says the Inner Circle will stay, but I think they will turn on Sammy. I was just going to say I could see a – but uh, let's see, who, um, I'm sorry, Evolution here, a Batista-like storyline here. Or um, a Thumbs Down on Orton, something yeah, like Batista, that. Thank you, an Orton-like Thumbs Down on Orton storyline here, where uh, where Sammy gets the turn and they cast him to the side, and Sammy now has to fight his way back yes. to find his spot in AEW. I could see that, and I'd love that. Good call there, Frank. Uh, ty- uh, sorry, Dylan, what'd you think of this one?
2: Uh, first of all, to touch on what Frank said, I forgot how good Kazarian was. I yeah. don't <laughs> He is very talented. Like I'm so used to seeing him in tag matches that like he put on a match there with Jericho. So, I mean, I was, it was a great match. I enjoyed it. One thing I do want to say about the inner circle is I feel like very rushed to have all of these problems. Like last week they worked pretty well together. Now this week they're like kind of more in like the the deeper end there. I think we could have done this for a few weeks and then had like right. an ultimatum type thing. Uh, I can't see the inner circle ending this fast. That's my oh, that's fear.
0: way too soon. Yeah. Way
2: too soon. I think the direction for any of these guys, besides Jericho, would be absolutely just lost. Like, what are you gonna do with any of them? Like Jake Hager, mm-hmm. what's he gonna do on his own right now? Wardlow, I will stay with MJ. I, I don't yet, think
0: but... Jake Hager will ever leave Chris Jericho. Right, I in think this they're be right now. Those two will always be a tag team in this company. I think. I think he's taken the place of Sammy, and he will be Jericho's go-to tag team partner.
2: Yeah. Mm. Okay. No,
1: I like that. And Dylan, I, I don't really think of that to be honest. And saying that it's too soon, and, you, and you're 100 percent right. Like it, it is too soon for a team to think to have to be unspiraling or unraveling already. You know, like if you think of how long it takes teams to get into an issue like we just talked about uh evolution we just talked about these other teams uh it takes a while for them to break down or have miscommunications or whatever and uh, you're right you're 100 right it's too soon for inner circle to be thinking about breaking up or having problems here um so we'll see if the hothead sammy as frank is saying here uh will cool down and maybe let the inner circle get back to normalcy here uh, so jumping into our next bout here, I'm happy that I got this one and being able to it's talk baby. about the Dr. Britt Baker DMD taking on Layla Hirsch. All right. So Dr. Britt Baker returned to the Squared Circle this week as she battled 24-year-old Layla Hirsch. That is like me wrestling Britt Baker, which I would never do because she would kick my ass. <laughs> Britt Baker would definitely kick my ass. Uh,
0: hers uh, that's, down... That is a massive insult to Layla Hirsch. She is incredible. Yeah
1: i'm just saying age-wise tyler oh okay I, i'm 24 i'm just saying it's impressive that i was g- giving her credit I'm are sitting, you all right yes i am all right i'm uh-huh. sitting here with the Le- dinner Le- 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 debonair sure and she's wrestling the greatest woman's wrestler that ever walked the planet
0: <laughs> you're saying uh, congratulations for okay. getting the stand in the presence of yeah. is that what you're saying yes, i wish i could do that it's a little bit of an know. insult
1: but i'll allow it
2: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
1: Thank you, you. Hirsch Down Baker. Early out wrestling her, the good doctor turned the tide in her favor, though, and dominated through throughout the break. Back from commercial, Hirsch uh, wiped Rebel out at ringside. Rebel, not Reba, by the way, everyone. Rebel, not Reba.
0: Yeah, thank
1: you, Jr. Yes. After Baker pulled her bestie in the way and wait, by, by the way, on that note of Rebel Not Reba, did you guys see the as they were walking out, uh as B- Baker was walking out with Rebel to the ring, the a little moniker there that has the names on it said Rebel Not Reba.
0: That's incredible. No, I do not. Their Titan Tron guy has been very funny. Uh, yeah, he, very he has messed up a few different names and owned up to it the next week on okay. Dynamite. Like, like he it... literally, like how you couldn't for the first few weeks say Hikaru Shida, yeah. he wrote Haraku uh, one week by <laughs> yep, accident. Yep. And he literally like put it, in quotes, the next week, Hakaru. He's like, I guess if that's your real name,
2: <laughs> there's that, that exactly. kind of a lot of credit for everything. Yeah, he's obviously. like, I
0: may screw up, but I'm going to take it and run with it.
2: <laughs> the Hangman Page stuff has been by far my favorite.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're doing a good job. Definitely. The Cowboy, yes, uh... Millennial Cowboy. The the Titan Tron uh, guy put Rebel, not Reba, there uh, (laughs) on the the name tag, which was obviously hilarious. Baker delivered a sling blade on the floor, survived an armbar, and looked for the lockjaw. Hirsch escaped that submission attempt and looked for the armbar again. Baker fought out but ate a pump knee to the face. Hirsch scaled the ropes after momentarily selling her back, or Rebel, not Reba, hopped up on the apron, provided a momentary distraction, and allowed the ultimate opportunist genius, Britt Baker, to uh, to drive her opponent into the middle turnbuckle. A fisherman neckbreaker gave way to the lockjaw, and Baker scored the win. Baker, trying to uh, put a little bit more hurt onto that victory, was keeping that submission on when Thunder Rosa hit the ring and attacked Baker. A, ball, a brawl would break out, uh, the budding rivals unloading on each other until coaches and AEW officials finally restored some semblance of order. Oh, yeah. my gosh.
0: Yeah, once again, um, I, something I don't understand about AEW is the their use of the referees because sometimes they allow the brawls. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, get the refs. Um, So maybe a little consistency here uh, would would be appreciated. And maybe don't send the refs. Send the locker room uh, to break it up. Uh, I would prefer better. But overall, this match was also pretty good. Um, They both
1: were pretty decent in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. No, I have to agree. This match was good. I enjoyed watching it. Um, Obviously happy with the winner there's No surprise there. Uh, I'm excited to see where the Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker beef is going to go. You know, maybe a winner gets a championship shot along the lines, which I don't know who's going to want that. Might might be Abaddon eventually, so we'll see, but we'll get there. Um, Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll get there. Dylan, what did you think of this match, my friend?
2: I agree. Good match for a really good card overall. Um, I didn't know who Layla was before this, but I'm definitely going to remember her when she gets back in the ring. Yeah. Um, talented, I'll say that. Uh, Baker's just better in every way, though. So, no one can agree. Uh, yeah, she's true. hit
0: the indie circuit here a few times. Uh, yeah. that's the only reason I had seen her name on our buddy Justin's Nerds of Wrestling Facebook page, mm. um, her boyfriend shared something on that page, uh, oh. about her getting getting a shot on AEW. So, that was that was pretty cool.
2: Oh, that's great.
1: Mm. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So yes, a great match there with great talent. And speaking of great talent here at Clovercrest Media, we have a lot of fantastic talent that we'd like you to get a taste of right now.
2: Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn, I'm a Harvard graduate And I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy
3: League murders. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball man there. Got him. Matching Touchdown. I'm not sold on Matt Jones. In the red zone, Alabama, with three minutes of change remaining in the half, Jones fires to the corner, Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast, Keys to the City.
2: Keys to the city, baby. When well, you see us so you I'm know. Crossed
1: you up by Kobe, We'll float in Shaq. And, and then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay hey,
0: attention. Don't tell me what to do, Nation. devil woman. So what you saying, what saying, but Speaking I of those ladies. But
3: I, but I, hold on. It's But I didn't don't make it. I didn't make I said Denver's going to win. You you yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now.
0: Streaming everywhere. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. And a quick shout-out to Beast Mode Breaks, again, giving us a nod on their channel. We appreciate you guys. Beast Mode Breaks is a channel where you can go watch them unpack sports cards. They do baseball, football, NASCAR, basketball, hockey, just about anything you can think of and find a fun and creative way of getting them out to you. Thank you to the guys over at Beast Mode Breaks. Hopefully we can get you on a show here very soon.
1: Absolutely. And we'd love to have guests, as you know, Dylan's here next week, as we said, Kyle Torres will be joining us. And with that being said, Tyler, take us away for this tag team action.
0: Gladly, Mr. Cross. I will happily take this match. Uh, This was a match I was looking forward to even before knowing what was going to be coming after the match concluded. Uh, So we had Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks and the newly dubbed Powerhouse Hobbs. And although I wrote Hibs here in the the script, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I went and exposed myself like that. That was completely unnecessary. (laughs) Will Hobbs, if that is your real name. (laughs) (laughs) What is your name? All right. uh, So, yeah, this was another one I was really looking forward to. I don't know about you guys, but um, I was really thinking that Ricky Starks was going to get his ass beat going into this match. But as we'll see, maybe that wasn't exactly the case. So the months long rivalry between Darby and team Taz wrote its latest chapter Wednesday as the TNT champion team with Cody to battle powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks Rhodes and Allen isolated Starks, like we predicted working him over and cutting the ring off from the dominant Hobbs. The baby faces controlled throughout the commercial timeout and continued to wear down um, uh, and blind chase Allen. Oh, I'm sorry. And a blind chase by Allen led him right into the massive Lariat clothesline by Hobbs, which finally gave team heel, A bit of an edge. The big man sent the champion into the guardrail, then teed off on the much smaller competitor as he tagged into the match for the first time. Hobbs and Starks worked over the core of Allen, looking to drive the fight out of him. Allen finally made the hot tag to Rhodes, who exploded into this match, taking the fight to both of the opponents. The American Nightmare launched himself off the top rope with the Cody Cutter to Starks, but not before Allen tagged himself into the match. Rhodes delivered a uh, tope suicida to Hobbs, and Allen finished Starks with the coffin drop for the win. So it did go as we predicted, but for a minute there, it looked like Hobbs and Starks might actually once again upset these two faces of AEW. Um, So after the match, which is the best part, Hobbs began attacking Allen, and then Arn Anderson decided, you know what's a good idea? Let me go after this massive man with some chops. Uh, didn't ever work out well for Arndt. He ended up getting attacked as well. But Dustin Rhodes came down to try and make the save until Brian Cage would come down and also start attacking. Team Taz started to stand tall over the baby faces. They teased hitting Rhodes with the FTW championship until this happened. Boom. Boom. The lights went out. Everyone stood still. The snow began to fall. The Titan Tron played and suddenly sting came across the massive screen at Daly's place. And out came the icon who is now all elite. Mm -hmm. Um, This was an incredible moment. He came down to the ring. He went face to face with Arn. He went in reverse order of age. He went to Arn and then he went to Dustin He got face to face with Cody and then he slowly walked across the ring and got face to face with the face of TNT Darby Allen and got a cold stare down going with him. This was the moment for me that gave me the most chills because my prediction is that Sting just ain't here to be a mentor. He says, oh, you're the face of TNT. Are you sure about that? And he's going to come in and challenge for one more match to end in TNT where he belongs uh, and get that belt or try to get that belt from Darby Allen. Uh, And then he just walked back up the ramp. He nodded his approval to Allen and the Rhodes brothers, and then headed back up the ramp amid the falling snow where he would disappear. And uh, we got the announcement that he would be back again next week. Wow. Um, I was absolutely losing my mind when this happened. And uh, I don't know if Joe is with us yet. I haven't seen him. He was going to come on and uh, and join us, Um, but I haven't seen him yet. I can send him a message if you'd like. So, Noah, how how were you feeling when uh, you got to watch this segment?
1: Dude, it was shocking. As Tyler, as you said before, I was in a class and he texted me like, Noah, are you seeing this? And I said, I'm in class. I'll watch it after. And you said, Noah, turn on your television now. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm like i don't know what's going on i can't say my answer to tyler was listen when you texted me the last like it wasn't even a thought that i would turn on my television and see sting who did who did you guys think that was
0: when the lights went out i I had
3: had no idea
2: i I was like
0: there are two people who turn the lights out when they enter and it's undertaker and the sting and the only person that it would make sense
1: is Sting. But even then, I'm like,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, right. exactly. That's hilarious.
1: No, um, it, it was a shock to say the least. And like I said, the last person I expected to see when you, like, because you texted me to turn on my TV, I, I was, you know, saying, oh, you know, all right, cool. Uh, there's something crazy happening. So right. I'm like, all right, let's see what this is. And I did not think for a second it was going to be Sting. I, I, yeah. I turn the TV on expecting to see something crazy. Not that crazy. For gotcha, sure. Gotcha.
0: Dylan, what'd you yeah. think?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I lost my mind too. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've never been the biggest fan of Sting, but I mean, like watching someone like Sting walk out yeah. on just dynamite. Right. Insane. And you texted me. I was literally just about to text you too. (laughs) I was literally in the same moment. We were just we're losing our minds. I am sure if you ask my parents, they 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 heard me downstairs yelling, no way. Like I believe it. It was awesome.
0: Dylan, do you agree with this sentiment that Sting should stay retired from Frank from the hard hitting wrestling show?
2: Um you see, I Sting should probably. In all honesty, because we watched The Undertaker go on a little too long if you watch some of his matches.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm
1: So happy one of his a little last too matches relevant for the people was in Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah, thank God. God. They totally that,
0: appreciated it.
1: Oh, that was great. But
2: but let's also notice Sting came out in his gear. Like you don't just come on exactly. like teasing that. So and, I mean Tony Khan said it's a multi year deal. So Sting's Two Years. It. Two years. That's a long time. More than one. That is multi. That's yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few matches. Uh, Should he? I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. I
1: mean, maybe even who's to say that they don't just take a cinematic match route.
2: Exactly.
0: Uh, Sure. Why not? not? He doesn't have to go absolutely insane. Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, Because can sting still go? I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: If, know, I... if we don't get Sting rappelling in from the rafters somewhere, oh, uh, I'll, I'll be pretty upset. Like, he needs to do that one more time where he can just let out his howl from the top mm-hmm. of the stadium and come flying in. And then I hope he stays. Now, Frank, uh, to address this, Frank saying Sting should stay retired, I understand what you're saying. Um, all of these old wrestlers, we fear for their health and safety. Um, and for that reason, yes. Sting should not, he's 61 guys. Yeah. 61 years old. When he debuted back in WWE, he was 55. Uh, So massive, massive age gap between him and a lot of these other guys. Um, And I, I'm not expecting anything massive out of him. I want him to come out. I want him to hit the stinger splash, the the death drop i want him to just do a few mass uh three of his big moves and then darby can go ahead and hit him with the coffin drop and that can be the end of that match uh it doesn't have to be anything great and that's what i mean here i don't think sting can go a 30 minute match neither do i i think it should be a 10 minute match it should be mid card uh and and that we shouldn't see this as the final thing because we don't want sting to be the marquee guy there he is mr Mr. joe mr joe 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 Aguirre and a beautiful head of hair Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the best hair in Clovercrest media. Oh, look at him.
2: Look at him with oh, his-, like his back. <laughs> Let, Let me tell you this, something.
1: Look at this mark over here. Okay. Okay. Careful. I'm here. Yeah. He,
0: he can hurt me.
3: <laughs> so uh I, I didn't uh, Tyler texted me uh and told me this. So I I knew it happened, and then he came over today and I and I watched the video and I Literally was in tears. It was uh, amazing to see Sting, uh, you know, even at 61 years old. I mean, just, I I, I think it legitimizes AEW. Or I told you before, you know, Chris Jericho being there. It was so important just for legitimacy, I feel like. and, And to have a legend like Sting put his legacy on the line and, and kind of go all in on the idea that AEW is for real. I I think this is that this, this will make me pay a lot more attention. Mm. Might even watch. Oh, my even God. I, I, yeah, I, I would almost, I mean, I remember dude at 2014 uh, when he, when he popped up on wrestling uh, WWE for the first time. I mean, how are you not going to watch that? Right. Exactly. You know, right. growing right. up, dude, you know, when, when he was the face of WCW as opposed to Hulk Hogan, Hulk yeah, Hogan was I a bigger, the NWO. bigger mainstream star. But as a WWE fan growing up to see that guy as their franchise, as opposed to I mean, let's be honest, Hulk Hogan was corny. <laughs> uh, um, you know the the I mean Hulk Hogan came at the right time to pull that shtick off because right. uh America. Sting was a far superior character and wrestler and uh you know uh, amazing though it, it, literally I I had chills instantly uh when he came out and started walking around the ring dude tears in my eyes Tyler tell him
0: <laughs> i what's true every time i watch it i get chills and and joe is like literally like over here just like like right up on top of it, watching. He was so into it, uh, and and just that last moment with Darby was. We both had the same reaction. That was just so cool because Darby has that half face paint, which you could argue is Sting inspired. Uh, so and Jr. made the comment that he could have been a little Stinger back in the day, mm-hmm. and I think he definitely definitely was. Uh and they, oh oh I just every yeah. time I talk about it I just I just <laughs> it's such a cool moment. And uh no Frank you don't have the best hair. The champion is sitting right next to me. Uh I'm sorry. The polls the polls have spoken. We've stopped the count. We will not have a recount. Yes, it's uh, not
1: a rigged election whatsoever. Joe won <laughs> the best hair. Um that <laughs> just that's just
0: how it goes. <laughs>
1: Uh, So, yes, it's definitely exciting. The Stinger is back. Uh, We'll have to call Joe on whenever Sting has something going on, has a match, has a segment, which he will have next Wednesday. So maybe we'll have Joe on again next week. A nice packed show there. But hey, Joe, thank you for coming on, talking to us about how you feel about Sting. Anything you want to say before you head out?
3: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the, uh, the chance to talk about Sting again. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch this week. I'll I'll definitely watch and see what's going on. I, um, it's, it's piqued my interest enough now that I think it's time to maybe take AEW more seriously. I just wish they wouldn't be such dicks about us, uh, and re- reaching out about using their video because really
0: share your videos AEW. You're
3: you're trying to make the AEW better with Sting, and we're trying to help right. you make the AEW better Sting? with Sting. So That's we're it. gonna make uh,
0: AEW great again.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, thank you. Oh, see that how peaceful,
3: ladies and gentlemen? Sometimes you gotta do it, you know. Anyway, Sometimes thanks for it. having me on, and uh, sure. very excited to be talking more Sting in the future, fellas.
1: Awesome, thanks, Joe. We'll see you, buddy all right and he hey moving with Stinger, yes let's keep moving for a good amount of time on sting and we'll revisit him next week next up and last up but certainly not least to our main event of the evening as don callis joined jim ross excalibur and tony Schiavone ahead of the night's hotly anticipated main event pitting aew world champion john moxley against the cleaner himself kenny omega a big fight feel encompassed the facilities, complete with the reveal that, sh- uh, that the match should might go past 10 p.m. TNT oh, yeah. would stick with the show until the winner was determined. Now, that's funny. I remember Tyler and I texting <laughs> each other.
2: You Because the match right started
1: up. real early I'm sorry I had to the match started real early like yeah, uh, was what? The, sh- the show ended at 10. it was nine twenty yeah. so looking at that already for a TV match, it's like, whoa that's long, but I mean it's a championship match and uh, as the end of this you'll you'll know that it was worth it obviously worth the time and they needed that time um so when they said that they if they did go past ten to ten p m they'd have been like, oh, all right, whatever I'm like, wait a minute like
3: are we really I gonna believe
1: leave? It? It. Yeah, Tyler's like, listen, I gotta go to bed. I'm like, bro, I don't, like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, that's that's it's insane if they go past 10 p.m., especially considering they're starting so early. But uh, with that being said, chain wrestling early gave way to strikes from Omega and a Hurricane Rana that sent the champion to the floor. It was on the floor that Moxley gained his first real advantage of the match, brawling with the top contender through the commercial break. Coming out of the timeout, Omega delivered a Dragon Screw leg whip in uh, yeah, to did. the ropes. Vicious, vicious. Then dropped the champion knee first onto the guardrail. Rude. The cleaner worked the (laughs) ankle and knee of his opponent despite attempts by Moxley to break his grip. Omega serenably picked his opponent apart for several minutes before German uh, German suplex slowed his roll. Moxley built momentum through another commercial break, laying into Omega with with knife-edge chops.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose Mr. Cross? Let's see if he comes back. Hold on. Everybody hold your breath in anticipation. I think we may have lost Mr. Cross. I'll pick up where he left off. Let me just get to the point here. Uh, Where knife-edge chops. Hold on. We're going to get there. (laughs) Uh, There it is. Um, So, yeah, as Noah was saying, he laid into him with the uh, knife-edge chops that reddened the challenger's chest and drove the air out of him. Omega dodged a blind charge and wiped the champion out with a plancha. Back in the ring, though, Moxley caught his opponent with a paradigm shift from out of nowhere. But rather than covering, he headed outside the ring and grabbed a pair of steel chairs. Uh, That led to this incredible uh, little bout in the middle of the match. Mox would set up the chairs, inviting Omega to sit down. They came face to face, the champion daring the challenger to hit him. They exchanged slaps. Jabs and until the champion rocked Omega, the challenger answered with the V trigger and then the Snapdragon suplex. A second Snapdragon followed, uh, and Moxley dodged a V trigger and delivered a release German suplex. Uh, Dylan, I'm just going to pause mid match here. This is one of the most unconventional. Uh, Moment in a match I have ever seen. Uh, You can see that they were legit boxing each other's ears off. You can see the sweat coming off of Mox's head in this picture here. And and Omega's grabbing onto the side of his head. Super unconventional. It's not something I've seen ever.
2: I couldn't believe like how real they were just actually going in on each other. They were laying into each other.
0: Just look at the way Kenny's. I think he's actually holding his ear because it probably felt like it was going to fall off Yeah, because they were hitting each other so hard.
2: There were points where Moxley was jabbing at Kenny and I thought Kenny was straight up going to be knocked out. Like he was just right in the jaw. Like there's no way they're just taking these. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they were absolutely yes. hitting the hell out of each other. And Mr. Cross, you have joined us again. Welcome back. I know your stream just bit, bit the dust a little bit there. Can you yes, hear us, Bill? Yes, okay, can you guys good, hear perfect. me? Yep. Yes, we can absolutely. I I uh, was just picking up where you where we had left off. Um, it was down by the. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just keep it rolling, and we yeah, can yeah, hand it rolling. back to you at the end. Perfect. Um, so. A King Kong Lyria and a second paradigm shift earned the champion a close near fall. Moxley looked to follow up with a, uh, a tope, but Omega caught him with another V trigger mid flight back in the ring. Omega delivered the tiger driver 98 for a two count of his own. The combatants teased finishers each escaping the other's trademark stuff. Omega delivered a rip cord V trigger, but once again, Mox kicked out on the floor. Moxley delivered another paradigm shift into the ringside heaters, which busted open Omega's, uh, a little cut under Mm. Omega's eye, which Mm. looked gnarly, and I don't think it was supposed to happen. He's going to have a nasty shiner next time we see him on TV. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he hit it into those ringside heaters, prompting for the referee to call for the doctor. Referees and Don Callis would make their way down to ringside but Moxley tossed Omega into the ring and fired off with a flurry of right hands. Callus would hop up on the apron uh, and catch a massive right hand from Moxley. But Callus had a microphone in his hand, which found its way into Omega's grasp. The challenger blasted Moxley with it, busting him open. The crimson tide was flowing down Moxley's face. Omega obliterated Moxley with the barrage of V triggers, which were all gorgeous and Schiavone asked what happened to a gentleman's agreement uh, that Omega was so adamant about with the build up to the match. Omega delivered the one winged angel to earn the win. Then they quickly left with the title running out to the parking lot, which this was, although Sting showed up for me, this was moment of the night. As they're running out to get out of the car, Tony Khan's yelling at them. All the wrestlers are screaming at him. It just felt like a super well-done shot from a movie where the villain won and all the townspeople are screaming at him as he's running out of the facility. Uh, (laughs) And he gets out there, and finally, Marvez catches up to him and says, Hey, hey, where are you callous? What, What are we doing? This is insane. He's like, if you want any answers, you'll have to tune in on Tuesday night. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Tuesday night isn't right. We air Dynamite on Wednesday. He goes, no, no. You'll see me and Kenny Omega on Impact Wrestling. Excuse me? Yep. Did you just say Impact <laughs> Wrestling? Uh, I absolutely uh, lost my mind because for anyone who, who has been a big fan of the show and has been watching along, first off, thank you. And you know that I am a massive proponent and pusher of all of everything except WWE. And this massive move right now is monumental for uh, impact, especially for impact wrestling. This is a massive move. They finally, I've been telling Noah that impact is finally making waves and they are showing back up. They've got, Big guys who used to be in WWE who were underutilized. They've got a hilarious gimmick, which may uh, have been a, our first hint that this was happening. With uh, we uh, Hornswoggle, who's pretending to be AJ Styles in Impact mm-hmm. right now. Uh, he's the we nominal one, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, this is so massive. I was caught way off guard by this, and now I have a reason to go watch impact. If you're going to put this guy in impact who, if you guys remember before AEW was a thing, Kenny Omega was rumored that this is where he was going. He wasn't going to go to WWE. He was going to go to impact or stay with new Japan or just wrestle with ring of honor or hit the indie circuit. No, he wanted to go to impact and now he can, and now it's going to be on access TV. Uh, I believe they also stream on Twitch. Yes, they so do you might... they stream on Twitch. Yep. Yeah. So you can find them on Twitch. Um, so, uh, I will be tuning in. I hope this is just a partnership uh, where they're going to, in, you know, uh, push each other's content. Uh, but if it becomes something where Tony Khan has somehow gotten ownership of Impact, I don't see how that's a bad thing either. Um, Dylan, you you had to be excited about this, too, right?
2: Oh, I'm very excited. And um, Impact as a whole, last couple of years have never been, like, as big as, you know, before. This is huge. This yeah. is huge beyond like words this is amazing like i mean you were talking to me before You're like this is possibly a second show idea yeah if they do buy them out who knows i i don't know what financial status they're in right now but it's possible imagine
0: if they go to friday nights impact on friday
1: nights
3: impact
2: is just
1: the name of the show because it's owned by right, so, yeah, it's, that's the Oh yeah, they need yeah. to keep the
0: name. They absolutely they should not change the name. If they buy out Impact, they need to keep Impact and call it Impact.
2: But for for starters, the dream matches you can make from both sides. Oh yeah, Impact and AEW, like the Young Bucks and the,
0: the Club, Good Brothers.
2: The Good Brothers, like what a tag match <laughs> that would be. Like that's just one that pops into my mind. Sammy Callahan and John Moxley, what a death match! Oh. They have, God. Right? Like, yeah, I goes out. yeah so that like whatever this brings it's only good news from here like I really I don't get any downside to what's gonna happen Tuesday
1: mm, for sure you yeah, know I'm excited to see what happens uh, uh for the first time ever yeah. I will be turning on Uh, impact possibly turning on impact on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I do have a TV in in my office here, so I don't uh, like this um, possibly. I have have class Tuesday night, so we'll see. I got you know, brutal. I put the TV on mute, (laughs) yeah. Yes, that's what we'll do.
0: Wrestling, wrestling. Um, school yeah, that's <laughs> just how it works <laughs> come, on,
1: come on that's what we'll do we'll make sure it's on i won't miss it uh and then what we will do though is next week as we said before we'll have kyle torres on as we've had before sure. uh he watches a lot of wrestling and he, he knows much more about man. impact uh, than, than we would so he's going to be our inside man as tyler said I'm, i might just
0: have kyle come on uh for a short episode sometime during the week so we can talk about impact yeah, um no, so be, if we can just get, get some hot takes from him
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be good to just get caught up on the week, to be honest, or like the previous week. So that way, whoever does tune into Impact, maybe they haven't watched like we have. We haven't watched for the last month or ever. So it'd be, right. uh, it'd we you know, to maybe talk to Kyle a little bit and get some uh, inside, pick his brain and what we could expect on Tuesday besides Kenny Omega. Uh, so we well, will Don see. Ben Diaz and obviously <laughs> Don Callis. Excited to see where that goes. That is the first of our previews for next week. Uh, next up. For next week is a preview of the next episode of AW Dynamite, which will be on December 9th. And we will see a Dustin Rhodes versus 10. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this will be a good match. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. What do you guys think? Just quick take. Excited? Don't Random, care.
0: Random. Um, yeah, completely right. out of the blue. I don't know why he's not fighting Cage or Hobbs. I just feel
1: it's too soon for that, to be honest.
0: I don't. He's fully in- involved himself in this match. I don't know if you guys watch uh, What Culture or Cultaholic. Um, but on Cultaholic, they always talk about how Dustin Rhodes is the character that makes the least sense on AEW because sometimes he saves Cody and sometimes he doesn't. Um, so they finally have gotten him in this storyline and I don't know why they're taking him out of it. Um, so maybe hopefully during this match, he can set maybe something up with Brian Cage and Brian Cage can jump him and they can have some sort of rivalry going forward. That that would be the only reason that this match makes sense in my mind. Mm.
1: Okay. What do you think, Joe?
2: Uh, I was I was gonna say that yeah either uh, he gets jumped mid match and that carries out the storyline or this is just Dustin Rhodes gets a win so he looks better facing a guy like Hobbs or Cage because there's no reason he should be facing ten this week I, I don't understand why this mm-hmm. sudden switch of you're in the storyline now you're facing the dark order like
1: I think they just I think the the, the real reason is uh, they just need to get Dustin in the in the ring. A little more than he hasn't been of late, so just let him go out there, beat someone, and call it a day, or maybe get some more heat on the inner circle. Who knows? That's what I think.
0: Yeah, I I'm looking could at this as the heel team.
1: I, it doesn't matter though. I'm looking at this just being a surface level match, to be honest. I think they yeah. just want to get Dustin's name on the card, and they don't want to give away anything too big yet because there's a lot big going on this episode already. Speaking of big. Next up, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, are going to be taking on the Hybrid 2 in Helico and Jack Evans for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Big match for the Hybrid 2, huh? What do you think, Dylan?
2: Uh, I predicted this, what, two weeks ago, I said? Uh, It's coming. I'm excited. I like the Hybrid 2. I think the Young Bucks will retain just because they're the Young Bucks once again. Uh, But I think this is going to be a very good match, if not the best match of the night. Um, I, I do got to say this. I really enjoy that. They put the titles on the line every, every so weeks. Like it's, it's good to have something to tune into on dynamite.
1: Absolutely. There's
0: always something keeping you on the edge of your seat. Mm -hmm.
1: Tyler, what do you think of this one, my friend?
0: Uh, Yeah, I thought it was, uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good match, obviously. Um, I I think we can see a bunch of different people getting involved in this match because the Hybrid 2 keeps attacking people backstage and getting more people involved. As we saw this week, SCU came to the aid of uh, the Bucks when they got jumped. um, When uh, Top Flight keeps getting jumped by them. So we could see a lot of people involved in this match, which I ultimately will think is why the Young Bucks end up retaining. I don't think it's a clean win. I think something's going to happen to cause this title match. Match to be a dq or a no contest or something like that
1: oh okay no i got you yeah we'll see i i think the young bucks are going to get the win if i'm being honest um straight yep that's it just you don't them. think
0: that hurts hybrid too
1: uh i think it's just early for them to get hurt at this point like they're uh, i don't know the young bucks are just far superior it just doesn't make sense yeah
0: they are superior
1: like there's no reason to you don't really I they don't
0: are lead after all
1: they that, valid To be be fair, they all are. But anyway, uh, moving on. The Dynamite Diamond uh, final match here of this tournament. Mm, Absolutely. We will have OC take on MJF. Uh, Tyler and Dylan already said, they think MJF is going to win. I already said, I think orange cats is going to win. So we'll see who the winner is of this one. We've already talked about how excited we are. Um, we are. we're looking forward to it. So let's jump into the next one here. Some tag team action. You got a two for one deal here with FTR, uh, taking on the varsity blondes, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman jr. And then Lance Archer and the Lucha Brothers, Penta L0M and Ray Fenix versus Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, some tag oh. team action here. That's our third tag team match this night. What do you guys uh, think of that? And what do you think of these matches here, Tyler?
0: Well, yeah, that's, uh, this is what we've come to. Oh, wow. I have my own little window here. Um <laughs> 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 um this is what we've come to expect from aew is incredible tag team wrestling they have blown every single other industry out of the water when it comes to tag team wrestling and uh look look at the names here lance archer uh eddie kingston you got the Butcher in the Blade. you got the Varsity Blondes who are these, you know, Pillman's not up and coming. He's been around for a while. But he's got someone like Griff Garrison, who is a name that was prominent for a little bit, going up against okay. Cody and uh, showing his face in the ring against MJF. Um, so I think he's a guy we're going to see in the future. And then, of course, we have, uh, you know, fists, not flips on the other side of the ring, who's just going to absolutely ground and pound these guys. Um, But all around, the people I'm looking most forward to seeing are Eddie Kingston with the Butcher, the Blade and the Bunny, because at the end of the broadcast, before it could cut, Eddie Kingston came sprinting out to the table and called out Lance Archer and said, I ain't waiting for next week. Get your ass out here right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, they had to cut away and we didn't get to see them fighting. So uh, very excited for both matches. But you, as I say every week, Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, the Blade is my favorite thing going right now.
1: Mm-hmm. yes dylan what do you think
2: uh well first of all very happy to see ftr back i love them probably my favorite tag team right now they're gonna i, I wouldn't say squash but they're gonna definitely win this match
3: yeah uh, and then,
2: uh is this gonna be the main event you think the six-man tag or do you think that'll be probably mjf yeah okay um, yeah, I can see the main event. Again, yeah, I can sense. definitely see. They've definitely kept this uh, storyline in the main event. I'm happy Lance Archer's back in the fold with something because they usually just push him off when he's not in a title hunt. Uh, this is going to be a fun match. Um, I don't know who to pick to win. I'd imagine Eddie Kingston's team wins, if I'm being honest here.
1: Mm. Yeah? yeah i have to agree, I, to be honest. I can't pick a winner in red tag um, either.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a very close matchup. I think Ray can afford
0: to take the pinfall on that match right. over anyone else. So okay. I think that makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, one thing before we get to this part here is Abaddon will be in action next week. I, I saw oh, a, gosh. I saw a notification today that she'll be in action. So look forward to that. I don't know what she's doing, but we'll see what she has in store. Uh, and they also said that we will get to see, wow, who knows what his capacity will be. Is he going to fight? Is he going to have an interview Sting, ladies they and gentlemen. They
0: did announce that, too. I don't have a graphic for it. He's having an interview with Tony Schiavone.
1: Okay, that's good. Good to know. But will that break into a match? We hope so. Who knows? <laughs> okay. I mean, Come on out, Darby. I want to hear it. from you. Let's do it. Uh, so, yes, we'll get to hear from Sting, his reasons for coming back, what he's thinking, and maybe what is in store for him. And don't forget to look forward to Impact on Tuesday night. So, uh, wrestling failed the week here with Impact on Tuesday, AEW on Wednesday, and then maybe... That would leave us what Tyler, Thursday or Friday, maybe to maybe get a, like a, an episode of what Impact is or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah,
0: we might have, we might, I might just go live on the page. Uh, so make sure you're following us on Facebook. You can follow Cross Some Wrestling Entertainment on Facebook. Just give us a search in your engine. You will find us right away. It's the same logo you see here, or you'll see Noah holding up his CWE towel. Uh, so please join us. Uh, if Kyle is available, we will definitely be talking about what's going on with Impact. Absolutely. So please join us.
1: And we're excited to get uh, into next week's episodes of A.W. Dynamite and now Impact. Crazy to say that. Um, yeah, weird. So we look forward to seeing you in uh, this week and obviously next Sunday on the same place. And don't forget that if you love podcasts, visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. 26 shows on the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, which you will, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the place to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, I was joined today by Dylan Bracha, my best friend, Tyler Bard, as usual. Look forward to Joe talking Sting and then Kyle talking Impact next week. I'm Noah Cross, and this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you.
0: Crossum awesome Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.